This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Peter Jacobson won seven times on the PGA Tour, twice on the PGA Tour champions. Those were both major championships. Peter covers the game for Golf Channel and NBC and decided to tee it up one more time on the PGA Tour last week at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. It's a pleasure to welcome Peter Jacobson back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Peter? John, I'm doing great, thanks. It's always good to be with you. Man, it's great It's great to hear your voice. We don't do this enough. Um, tell, me how, tell me how all of this came about, playing in the AT&T. The AT&T was my first PGA Tour event of my career back in 1977. I... I got my card in the fall of 76, and that is a long time ago, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> and I, that was back when they had Monday qualifying. So I missed a couple of Monday qualifiers, and then I made it at Del Monte, Old Del Monte Golf Club in Monterey, and I got into the AT&T and played my first tournament there. And as I've gotten older and, and started doing television and my game kind of started to suffer a bit, I thought, all right, I've got to end this some somehow, some way. And I thought, no better way than to go out where I came in, at Pebble Beach at the AT&T. I called Fluff, my old, my old caddy. He wasn't busy that week, so we jumped back into the fray out at Pebble Beach, played one last time. My goal was to play with my longtime partner, Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News, Yep. Uh, but he hurt his shoulder. So I ended up playing with another musician, a young man named Ben Rector, who is fantastic, by the way, great artist, great player, and played three rounds. I knew I was probably going to miss the cut because these kids play a totally different game that I'm familiar with. But it was, it was a magical week, John, and I uh, had the chance to to start and end my career at the same place, my my favorite golf course in the world. Had you always been thinking about some sort of farewell, Peter? No, I hadn't. And I really it really wasn't anything that I had planned to publicize. I, I, I just knew that I was going to be, this was it for me. Yeah. And a lot of people were asking me why I was playing because at <laughs> 67, almost 68, these young kids bang it like you can't believe. They hit it so far and they hit it so good that what was this old-timer coming, the super senior coming to play? And I said, this is where I started my career and this is where I want to end my career, my competitive career. So a few writers picked up on that and wrote some articles about that and interviewed me. And it kind of it kind of blew up from there. But no, I I'm not the type of player that needs that type of attention or that type of send-off. I'm proud of what I did. I wasn't the best player, but I wasn't the worst player in tour history either. So it was was just a personal thing for me. Peter, how much range time to get tournament tough? It's crazy how much time now, John. Back in the day when I was playing, we pretty much followed followed the lead of people like Palmer and Nicholas and 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 a young Tom Watson. There wasn't that much grinding, if you <laughs> want to put it that, call it that. There was a little more more fun, a little more uh, attention to proams and outings and spending time 
after the round with your pro-am partners and and uh, people in the game. Today, it is a big business, as you well know. So there is much more ball hitting, weight weight training. We never did any gym time. We never did any weight training or any any focus on our fitness whatsoever. But today, that is a huge part of the game. And again, I I I, I didn't do it. And as a result, now to play at the level on the even on the Champions Tour, you've got to spend a lot of time and. I've had hips replaced and knees replaced and back surgeries, and I'm I'm basically on a pinch a pitch count huh. with regards to balls hit. So uh, this the end of uh, my playing career was coming was coming soon anyway. We're talking with Peter Jacobson here on the Augusta Golf Show. Tell me a couple of great Crosby clam bake stories. I had the opportunity to play with Jack Lemon for about twenty years. And I learned so many great things from from Jack about how to treat people. Jack Lemon, Academy Award winning actor, he could make you laugh and he could make you cry in the movies he made. And we spent so much time together on the golf course, off the golf course, eating dinner, sitting in a bar, having a couple of drinks. And he always he always talked about how important the spectators and the fans were. The movie fans, I mean, mm-hmm. because he said without them, there would be no me. There would be no Jack Levin. And the same is true for PGA Tour golfers. Without the fans, there would be no PGA Tour. Without the sponsors, there would be no PGA Tour. So between he and Arnold Palmer, they, they pretty much schooled me on how to treat people and how to appreciate what we do. We, we have the chance to seek our fortune and fame inside the ropes thanks to the generosity and kindness of so many sponsors and golf fans so that was the one most important lesson he taught me but one one funny a couple of funny stories with Jack Lemon that that actually occurred during the AT&T at Cypress Point one year it was so windy and cold we teed off on 10 mm. at Cypress Point played the back 9 which, as you know, is one of the most yep. glorious golf courses in the world. And it was so difficult playing in the 30-mile-an-hour wind. It beat you up, and Jack wasn't a big guy. We got around to the first tee, and Jack looked at me and said, Partner, uh, I think that's it for me for the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a day. Good luck on the back nine. <laughs> so he left me to play on my own. Obviously, I'm scoring as an individual in the tournament, but – he knew that that was going to be our team score as well, so he wished me the best. But the other one that was fun yeah. happened on the 16th hole, the the famous par three over the the corner of the Pacific Ocean. He hung it up in the ro- uh, on the edge of the rocks on the on the hill by the green, and it was right on the edge. But Clint Eastwood, Greg Norman, and I were his, in his group, and uh, he marched over to the edge of the cliff. And we all held on to his belt. Eastwood held Lemon's belt. I held Eastwood. And Norman held me as he whacked the ball out of the ice plant. Uh, and, it, and that was famously uh, shown on CBS. And now the pictures of that incident hang on the walls of the locker room at Cypress Point. And, and I actually have a copy of it as well at my house, in my office. So... Uh, so many great memories of Lemon and the AT&T. You know, you mentioned Arnold. 
um, a lot of golfers are important to the game for a lot of different reasons. And, you, and, and you're biased, and rightfully so. Was Arnold the most important figure in the game? I think he was for so many reasons. First of all, the humanity. Arnold was kind. He, was, he, was, he connected with people. He would stand on the tee, and he would survey the crowd. He would make eye contact with you, number one. Number two, that excitement came into golf while TV was starting to be a part of the game. Broadcast ushered in the game of golf into everybody's living room and into the and into the offices around the, around the country, and that really sparked a huge an explosion uh, of interest in the game of golf. So Arnold, again, was not the best player. That probably goes to Jack Nicklaus as the most successful player of that era. The new era, obviously, it's Tiger Woods. But Arnold meant so much to the game of golf, to people not only inside the ropes, but outside the ropes. And I think people, I think people in sport tend to forget that outside the ropes or outside the baseball diamond or outside the football field is just as important, maybe more important, than what goes on inside the ropes or on the football field. It's uh, it's uh, they go hand in hand. You'll be here uh, for drive, chip, and putt. How much fun is that event? That is one of the most exciting events. I remember when when the executives with Golf Channel and NBC asked me if I would do it. I jumped at the chance the very first year, and I think this year is our. I think it's our seventh year. I'm not sure. I've I've, I've lost count, but. To be able to see these young boys and girls start their adventure in the game of golf takes me back to when I was a junior, when I started playing and hitting chips and making putts and and having success on the golf course. And that isn't success isn't winning golf tournaments. Success is accomplishing your goals. It could be breaking 90. It could be breaking 80 or 70. Uh, it could be making your first hole in one. So when I watch the boys and girls at the drive, chip, and putt, it just makes me smile. I sit in that tower the entire time with Mike Tirico and, and Rich Lerner and Paige McKenzie and Steve Sands and Jimmy Roberts, and we are all giggling like junior players because we're having so much fun watching the juniors having so much fun. Let me let you go with this. Right off the top of your head, I'm curious in this answer. I'm going to let you choose any player in history in their prime play any course in the world. You get to walk around and watch them play the course. Who's the player? What's the course? Well, that is a, that is a great question. It, it might be, well, it would probably be Bobby Jones playing Augusta National <laughs> because Bobby Jones meant so much to the, to the world of golf and to the, to the, the initiation of what we know as one of the greatest championships in the history of the masters it would be fun to watch bobby jones play his own golf course right there in augusta right where you are and i don't say that because you are in augusta i'm not saying that for for that reason but it just i'm so captivated by the game of golf and its origin and i look at augusta i look at someone like ben hogan obviously i had a chance to play with 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 arnold palmer and jack nicholas but I think for the for the magic of it, it, for me, it would be Bobby Jones at Augusta National. Peter, I hope we see each other in April. Thank you for saying yes to this. I always appreciate it. Hey, anytime you need me on, John, you just give me a buzz. I, I always love to talk to you. Thank you.